In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Booking Institute, your weekly host, your weekly choice for pro wrestling fantasy booking. Jeez, I am Marble Mouth today. I am your host, Detective Smart Smarts, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vince K. Bay. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm ready to make JLB feel the bang. Because he's not here. He's not here. No JLB this week because apparently whoring it out on other podcasts is too tiring. And he just can't come to the podcast that, you know, I don't know, made him a name. Yeah. Yeah. Got him both of his followers. Yeah. all, All two of them. Might be three. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, it's been a week. It has been a week. How's the, how's the week been for you? Uh, you know, um, I went to a concert on Sunday, which is mm-hmm. why we recorded early. I don't have a problem telling people that. Um, I, uh, I, I got my Christmas tree completely decorated, which you probably saw a video of. Um, and so in, in my household, there are two of us, myself and my son. And we have replaced traditional candy canes with candy canes. You know, the ones with the tubes of candy. Those are fantastic. <laughs> They're better than the regular stuff. That's absolutely true. So to, tomorrow night I have a uh, elementary uh, elementary concert to go to. So um, you know, I mean, it, it's it's been a, a swell week. I'm, I'm the season has not overwhelmed me, and that's been wonderful. So um, soon it will because we'll be recording podcasts in advance because all of the holidays fall on recording nights. Yeah. So. Um, so um, so yeah that that is the programming note um, for uh, the podcast that normally would be the weekend of Christmas, and then the podcast that would normally be recording the weekend of new year's those will both be pre-recorded we'll still have something here um so you can still watch and get your meaty podcasty goodness from us uh but it will not be live wrong show meaty podcasty goodness is on sundays yes well that's the one we're pre-recording so oh that's you know. true that's good point Ta-da. yeah Ta-da. see i use my brain sometimes um it's been it's been a week here but uh i will say <clears throat> that I'm I'm particularly proud right now of myself. Uh, I owned a house for 12 years in Kearney, where I used to live, and have now been in this townhouse uh, here for three years. And this is the first year that I've put up any I'm sort gonna, of I'm outdoor say light. Bullshit, because you switched townhouses after the first year. Technically true, but it was not my choice, and it wasn't even the first year. It was uh, six months Nine into months. the first year. Six months, so. yeah. Yeah, but um, has, but has anyways, been gone for three years. Uh, uh almost, yeah. almost a full three. Yes, 
I mean, I you weekly. I would miss you so much. I have been gone for over three years, but we didn't sell the house until uh, March coming up three years. So, anyways, but my point is, uh, in all that time, fifteen years, this is the first year I've ever put up any external lights on my house for Christmas, and it's in a townhouse pavilion, and it's two measly strands. But it's something. It's something. It's, it's something. something. One of my favorite memes of all time. Anyways, um, but yeah, no JLB, so we get to make fun of them all night. I'm probably going to keep this a little short because uh, here in Omaha, uh, our lives tomorrow have been thrown into havoc because of wind. And so our daycare is closed. So, uh, my wife and I are struggling and, and scrambling to figure out what to do with our three-year-old daughter tomorrow. Um, it's probably going to require one of us to take the day off from work. And that one of us is probably not going to be me. So I'm still getting up at my normal time, most likely. Anyways. But before we get into the fantasy booking part of the show, I like to take this time to re- remind everybody that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So once the podcast is over... You can head down to the doobly-doos. You can click that link to tatnusco.com. Or, you know, if you're live streaming us on the computer, you can uh, you can click and open in a new tab and not leave this podcast. You can see you have it in a new tab in the background so that it's all ready for you at the end of this recording. You can head over to tatnusco.com, see what they have there, the other shows on the network, and uh, then join us again on Sunday for our next live stream. Yeah. But... If you are new to this particular show, the rules are pretty simple. We're going to take turns challenging the other to book some unknown and usually unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance because we think it's funnier and we're lazy and sometimes don't think of them in advance. Um, I always open it up to the crowd, in this case, DFA. That's me. wants to go first. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I actually do. So, I'm going to make an admission that I've made to zero people, precisely zero, well, two people. I had a, a client earlier today that I made this submission to, um, and I had a friend that I made this admission to, but I have yet to make this admission to you. Um, I have discovered recently that on HBO Max, there is a... Uh, so, again, this is going to be one of my weird ones that are just like, what in the fuck is going on here? But there is a dating show on HBO Max that I have become addicted to. And I watched it Sunday. And I watched it tonight. I didn't watch it last night because Raw should have. Didn't. <laughs> I uh, fell asleep before the Big E match, so... That was the best part of Raw. I will give it that. <laughs> anyway, um, and, and I enjoyed the Schmoz finish. I really did. So, wake up. <laughs> so, um, this is a dating show on HBO Max. It's called F-Boy Island. I can give two shits about the name of it. We're going to make a pro wrestling dating show. Um. We will uh, we'll, we'll alternate turns. I was going to have you and JLB do this, but we'll alternate turns. I'll actually pull up a spreadsheet right now 
so that we can do this easily. Um, and I believe that we should, because the roster is smaller for women in general, just all of, through all of wrestling than it is for men. Um, let me get to Sheets. Google Sheets. Oh, Sheets. I think I gotta go to drive first, don't I? Uh, you can go straight to Sheets if you have the thing saved, but you know, it's, it's all right. I got it pulled up. All right. So, um, we will, uh, do what you and I would probably never do. We will play wrestling matchmaker and it's going to be, uh, a, a truly romantic one. I mean, we see a lot of dating in wrestling. We see a lot of marriages in wrestling. Um, and so we're going to choose 20 men and five suitors for those men. So, so uh, five women to be on this dating show. And then we're going to choose our elimination process and try and make them fall in love somehow. We're going to write a season worth of WWE or AEW wrestling love. I will make the exclusion that we should probably leave out people that we know are currently involved with people. We'll make it six suitors. Four. Four. That way there's five apiece for the ladies to choose from. Okay. In any format you want. So when when we're choosing the the 20, are we choosing them with a suitor in mind, or are we choosing them and then we choose the suitors and we try to figure out? We choose the 20 men. Just okay. choose the 20 men to start off. You can pick first or second. To twenty now, men, they could be in a relationship, just not a not a public relationship. So, like Xavier Woods is married, but he's not a, married to a, a wrestler. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna open that up a little bit, or or Kevin Owens, even though we know that they're in a relationship, we just don't want the the so, Becky's and Seths in there. Yeah. So, the, so one one um question. If we know someone is in a relationship and it's public in the fact that he proposed to his uh, now fiance on an episode of the show, even though she's not actively involved in wrestling, does that disqualify them? I think I think she became actively involved in wrestling okay. by being on the show. Okay. So Sammy Guevara's out. Yes, Sammy Guevara's the one I was thinking. <laughs> So, in a total side note, um, there's... Uh, but theoretically, Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander are still in because they have not announced a relationship. Well, and and fun fact, uh, from what I've heard, Chris Statlander is not in a relationship with Orange Cassidy. Chris Statlander Ooh. is dating someone else entirely. Um, so that's all for show there, see? Mm-hmm. They got great see, chemistry, meh. but yeah. Meh. Um, no, what I was gonna say is, uh, if you watch Sammy Guevara's blog, his vlog on YouTube, he has frequently had Ty Conti on it recently, and the internet is a buzz with rumors uh, of him and Ty Conti of uh, him cheating with the woman on the woman he yeah. just proposed to. Um, and and um, I I don't I don't want him to be. Uh, but I, I have don't to think admit, he is. I mean, you don't. If you're cheating, you're you're not doing it that publicly. You know, 
normally I would say that, except um, it's been my experience that guys are stupid when they cheat. <laughs> um, have, you, it, have you been with, cheated on by a couple of guys that, that were um, stupid? I, I've, I've known guys who cheated. I mean, JLB is stupid. He invited us to his cheat. Yeah. Um, but I've known guys who, who have cheated, and I've been cheated on uh, by an ex. And um, and I've known girls who cheated. And here's the like, girls are more likely to be like, you know, um, I'm I'm gonna cheat with someone in another town or cheat with someone in a, in another you know group group just social group or whatever. You know, I'm I'm gonna go on my business trip and I'm gonna have that person that I meet up with on my business trip. And guys are way more likely to be like, I'm gonna cheat with the babysitter. I'm going to cheat with, you know, the neighbor. I'm going to cheat with her sister, which are all dumb choices in this thing. I That's saw that one, by the way. All those. I watched them. Yep. So, anyways. um, But, yeah, so that rules Sammy Guevara out. Although, uh, I, I have to admit, um, while I hope it's not true, uh, they make a pretty cute couple on the on the blog. So. Well, I, I I never endorse cheating, but it's going to be impossible. Like, I'm not going to go choose Xavier Woods knowing he's married, mm-hmm. but it's going to be impossible for us to pick somebody well, who's yeah, in a mean, relationship that we don't know about. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Is Exactly. If it's, if it's not public, Riddle, for example, isn't really all that public. He's publicly had some breakups, but I don't even know if he's dating somebody right now. Um, he's uh, married. I still believe married. That. Maybe okay. Yeah, I believe that was part of the controversy during the Me Too, is that he was being Me Too outed as someone who openly cheats on his wife. But that's beside the point. Again, Anyways, so and I don't pay that close of attention to that. Nor do most wrestling blogs. Yeah. Most wrestling blogs don't really get that deep into it. So, so first guy. Put out there. I'm gonna start with a fun one, Marco Stunt, because I think I think he'd be fun on this show. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, for my first one, uh, I'm gonna go a little bit polarized there, and I am gonna go with Biggie. Okay. I mean, he's just a fun guy who I'd love to watch on television. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with Johnny Hungy. Good old John Silver. I almost wrote Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. <laughs> um... Luchasaurus. Etiquette may be married. I don't even know. Yeah, that's one I don't know. On. Um, I don't know who Big E is. I mean, if, if there's a member of the New Day that's single, it's Big E because I know the other two are married. Uh, hmm. Austin Theory. 
hockey arrogant guy. The F boy, basically. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And pretty much. I'm gonna give you that one. I'm gonna give you that one. Um, I'm gonna go with a legend here. And uh, this legend is currently single, but managed by his wife and, and doesn't really wrestle all that much. I'm gonna go with the rock. By his ex-wife. By his ex-wife, sorry. Hmm. The wife. I mean, I I, I, I'm going to take the fun out of it and point out that he actually has a new wife, but but she's not public, and so it's it's whatever. But, what? Yeah, and daughter with the new wife. I mean, they've been married a while, but it's beside the point. <coughs> I'm really crappy at keeping up on this stuff. We're well, but she, the thing is, she's she's not in the public eye, so okay. So there's a lot of reasons for you to not know it. Um, I am going to go with um, Boom Boom Colt Cabana. Boom Boom Colt Cabana. Boom Boom Colt Cabana. All right. Um, I am going to go with Titan. Who made his return? Mm -hmm. See, that's that's the hard part about recording when we did. Yeah. We don't get to talk about that till Sunday. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can talk about it a bit here, but crazy stuff. Um, yeah. I really expected more from Tony Khan. It was just videos of his wrestlers. I thought yeah. there was going to be a big announcement. There. I thought I thought there would be something more, but I mean, it's still, him. It's still pretty cool. Him loaning even just his production team to to produce those videos was still pretty cool. Yeah, um, I don't allow that, but um. And I mean, in in fairness, there was at least some actual appearance by uh, AEW people. Well, that's not a ton, but FTR yeah. showed up and challenged the Briscoes. So Briscoes won. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Briscoes won, and then FTR showed up. So we might see FTR versus the Briscoes on AEW at some point. I um, I would watch that. Yeah. Um. I'm just I'm going through through names and I'm like oh, I don't I don't know I think I, I think that one's I think that one's married I'm pretty sure that one's married. Um, then like I keep having names jump into my head and then I'm like no obviously like like when I go say Johnny Gargano well I can't say Johnny Gargano you idiot like that's that's literally amongst the rules like, yes it's literally on television and everything yeah okay okay you can't say Johnny Gargano say Adam Cole Are you... this is, this is a... say Mike Cordona <sighs> fuck you brain um I'm also gonna ruin this uh, a bit for you. Uh, I did, this doesn't discount it because you didn't know about it. But uh, Adam Share, Titan, formerly known as Braun Strowman, actually uh, 
is dating Raquel Dallas. Just so you know. For real? For real. They're going to have wonderful giant babies. For really real reels. Um, <clears throat> MJF. You need to have. Oh, oh. You want to talk about the guy who's going to cause problems. Holy shit. Um, really? I didn't know that. It, it wasn't common knowledge until about a month ago. They went Instagram public. God dang. I feel like I need to take Titan off there then. No, it's fine. Let's go. If we start retroactively removing people, you didn't know about it. That's the whole point. So, all right. Um, I am going to go with Paul Heyman. I'm confident he's married, but safe in stating that because I know it's not public. Um, a similar similar move. I am going to go with Moose. Who I'm relatively certain is at least dating someone, but yeah, very very private. Mm-hmm. Um, a man who has kept his private life very 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 private, Kenny Omega. In fact, he keeps his private life so private we don't know what gender he prefers to date. I don't think he limits himself. I don't. I, all I know is he makes it very not public. Yeah, and that's a smart move on his. Behalf, I, whatever I, he does. I I think it's. He may not date. He may he may just really em, embrace. Yeah, you know. I think I I think it's kind of funny. Um, I've literally seen posts from the same person like six months apart. Um, posting about how they don't like Kenny Omega because uh because he's gay. Their words, right? Uh, referencing the Golden Lovers, him with Kota Ibushi, and the you know homosexual overtones that okay. that's in that, uh, but whatever. I mean, right? It's a character. I don't, I don't like because he's gay. I don't like him. And then later, the same person posting the only reason Riho got the championship is because she's sleeping with Kenny Omega. The same person. Same person. Same person. But I mean. Mad props to Kota Ibushi and Riho. Yeah. For getting that sweet piece of Kenny Omega ass. Yeah, seriously, man. I mean, good for them. <laughs> if I could bang the best wrestler in the world, yeah. I'd choose the best female wrestler in the world. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I don't want to get one wing angled. Or maybe do. <laughs> nope, no, nope, I feel like nope. nope, nope I'm pretty sure that, that's a no. I'm pretty sure. Don't feel like there's a, a that, that that move is me falling from six foot two inches in the air. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, but your head ends up in his crotch. Yeah, no, pretty pretty sure. I still don't want it. <laughs> I mean, that's the less terrifying part for me. I'm not. I, I I don't choose that lifestyle, but really, the fall from six feet two in the air. Yeah, that, that's really the part there. Um, Ron Breaker. Yeah, we know nothing about his personal life. We don't even officially know that he's a Steiner. That's all I'm saying, yeah. 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 
Um, so I was really, really tempted to choose Drake Maverick and realized, well, no. crap. That's pretty public. <laughs> that's, a, that's about as public as they come. Um, but I do want a 24-7 guy. So because uh, JLB isn't here, um, I'm going to go ahead and do this for him. And knowing full well that I just call him a 24-7 guy. And I'm going to say Tozawa. I thought you were going to go Reggie until you said JLB. And I was like, oh, no, it's Tozawa. Um, Give me a second here. Brain's blanking a bit, so I'm going to pull up a list. Oh, I actually have my next one. I'm going to write it down while you're looking it up. I'm going to be right back. i got to go to Dingle real quick. So, entertain the audience. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. He has to choose the time when I'm looking down at my tablet as I try to try to Google things instead of like waiting until I'm actively talking. Um, okay, so do, do, do. Who do I want for male wrestlers? I have an idea, but I gotta. Yeah, that's who I'm gonna go with. He's no, oh, 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 he's back. He's back. He's back, ladies and gentlemen, with an empty bladder. DA Fape. Empty er bladder. Empty er, empty ish bladder. Uh, Kushida. That's what I'm doing. My next choice is Danhausen. Excellent choice. Excellent <laughs> choice. Uh, We're to the end where we got to have some fun. Dexter Loomis. God, dang, that's a good one. There is a on-screen. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, is it anymore? The... The way is Legit. basically non-existent right now. And... All right. Um... S-W-O-G-G-L-E. Swoggle. Pretty sure he is married. Pretty sure it's not. Yeah, a public one. I'm pretty sure he is too, but I I wouldn't know for certain. Um, we are gonna go. With one half of the Briscoe brothers, I'm just deciding right. which one, which half. Marker J. Marker J. Um, we will go with Mark Briscoe.
I feel like it would make it interesting if there was a set of brothers on here. I'll do it. Hey, Briscoe. How many does that put us at? That is 20 right there. That is 20 there. So now we got our four women to do. Yep. And to make this unique, one from each of the big four. Rock, SmackDown, AEW, Impact. Well, shit, that just threw my my first choice well, out. Well, Fine, don't do it, don't do it. No, 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 no. You the rules. I'm doing it. No, I both Um. So we are going to start off with from AEW Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida. From. I am mad at myself. I want. I really wanted to put Andrade on there. That's a slap in the face to the name I'm going to say from SmackDown on Charlotte Flair. Okay. And for the sake of argument, I will say that we don't know uh, the um, sexual preferences of, if, if you don't know the sexual preferences of the performer, then they are able to be used. So if you're thinking she's laser from Raw, but I guess she's performing on SmackDown right now, isn't she? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, I... I was debating. Like a master. For NXT, I, I was a, I'm a master. No, not NXT, Impact. Nope, I'm choosing. Oh, you, you said not, not NXT, damn it. Okay, Impact, fuck. Uh, Impact and Raw. Damn it. I was going to go, I was going to go someone from NXT now, too. So, um, oh, come on. Impact's easy. Is it really? Well, I can tell you who I would choose. So maybe you should choose Raw. Is Raw any easier? I, kinda... I don't. I don't even fucking know. Aside from Beth and Becky and Liv, <laughs> Liv and and uh, Bianca Belair. Yeah, there's three, and they're all taken publicly. Um, and, uh, and technically, Alexa Bliss is on Raw, but she's taken. Very publicly. Carmella's on Raw, but she's taken. Very publicly. Um, Nikki A.S.H. is on Raw, but she's taken. Is she? I didn't know that one. Yeah, she's married to Killian Dane. Really? Yep. 
Good for him. Big demo. Good for him. Okay, uh, Rhea Ripley. She's literally one of only four potential options on Raw. Dana Brooke, because we don't know for certain Dana Brooke's dating someone. Dewdrop, Rhea Ripley, and Mina are the only options on Raw. I thought Asuka. Asuka is not officially listed on the Raw roster. Oh, okay. As of right now. Okay. Corrected. All right, and uh, she's also not officially listed on the SmackDown roster right now because she's injured. She's a free agent, so I guess she could be chosen. But and I, I'm choosing Rosemary from Impact. Okay. Yeah, there's a very strong argument for um, not Cassie Lee, but uh, Jessica. McKay. Jesse McKay, Jesse McKay, but Rosemary, I think, just throws a nice little curveball at this whole game, kind of like Dan Housen and Dexter Lumis did. So now we have to go through an elimination procedure. So first elimination, I'm going to say the first elimination is based on. A swimming contest, and we have to eliminate four people. Five people. Four, four guys four, eliminated? Four guys. Four guys get eliminated. At the end of this, all four women end up with somebody, but... Yeah. Four guys eliminated in a swimming competition. Um, well, Dan Housen's going to cheat because he's uh, very nice but very evil. So he's safe. He's probably safe. I'm going to go ahead and say dinosaurs don't know how to swim. I, I would say that's a very, very valid point. Um, I'm going to say MJF refuses to jump in because that would get his scarf wet. You really think MJF goes out here, huh? Round one. MJF. He's better than this anyways, too. <laughs> that's true. I came here to boost your ratings. There's your ratings boost. I'm not getting in that pool with these other filthy animals. Pretty much. Uh, Paul Heyman's uh, overage for this and eliminated in the first round. However, I, I really would love to have his name carry him to the end. I have no clue. Heyman's going to be a backup option here. Uh, the Rock didn't show, just like he didn't for his... Uh, is special for WWE. I'm going to eliminate Luchasaurus and The Rock, and you're going to eliminate MJF and... I somehow or another do not think Titan is going to be a strong swimmer. <laughs> that size. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So week one, we have a swimming contest. There's a bunch of arguments, and, and there's some splashy-splashy, and they have fun. And at the end of it, um, uh, the girls all pick one guy who gets a buy for the next week, uh, and that is because they do a chicken contest. And so the guy that they pick for the chicken contest uh, that holds them up 
the the winner of that gets a bye for the next week. So, which girls choose, or who do each of the girls choose for their uh, chicken contest? And I'll let you choose Shia, Sheeta, and Ripley, and I'll choose Charlotte and Rosemary. They're playing chicken in this pool after everything's all done. Which source the Rock Titan and MJF have all left? Girls are sitting on their shoulders playing chicken. I think Hikaru Shida's going to go strategery and choose a bigger guy, like taller guy, for leverage. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And of the one that I'm remembering right now, I think Dexter Loomis might be one of the taller. So I'm going to say she chooses the strong, silent type. So Loomis is her L-U-M-I-S is her competitor for chicken. Charlotte is going to sit on Colt Cabana's shoulders. He's about my height. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is going to hope that John Silver is so strong enough even though he's a little fire plug he's she's gonna hope that he's he's tall enough to keep his head above water okay but give her give her the under leverage and rosemary um being a little bit dark having no fear is gonna sit on paul Heyman's shoulders because she feels like he can carry the industry and advance her career. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I feel like Heyman's the loser here. So Rosemary and Heyman do not get a buy in week two. Okay. But I can't say who the winner is between. I feel like Charlotte and Rhea have the advantage here because of their length. Mm-hmm. And she does not used to having to stay put. She's actually used to flying around. So I, um, I can see that. I, I will have her. Um, say that uh, despite her length advantage, uh, Rio probably made a strategic error choosing uh, John, John Silver. Silver. So Cole uh, Commander safe in the next round. Okay. Okay. That's that's a. This is the dumbest challenge we've ever done, but it is kind of fun. So I'm gonna go ahead and say. All right, round two, the competition for the men to stay. Romantically involved in these with these four potential suitors, um, is a selfie contest. So that okay. whoever takes the best selfies, we know Austin Theory is yeah. safe. Austin and Theory sound. is sound. That's what I was about so to say. So we know Colt and Austin Theory are both safe, uh, but takes bad selfies. This person takes bad selfies. Those are the four that are eliminated. Bad selfie. So, still available. Marco Stunt, Biggie, John Silver, Austin Theory, Colt Cabana, who is automatically safe this round. Paul Heyman, Moose, Kenny Omega, Braun Breaker, Tozawa, Kushida, 
Dan Housen, Dexter Loomis, Swoggle, Mark Briscoe, Jay Briscoe. And remember, we, the fans, are the ones who are voting for these. Well, I'm... I'm going to say, I just don't think Kushida is built for the selfie game. I think he goes out in the second round, huh? All right, fair enough. I just don't, I mean, I don't think that's his strong point. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is a moment where Swallow is probably out. That dude is a little bit scraggly. Not that there's anything wrong with scraggly. I mean, we both got it. I got to make these orange, not red, orange. This is round two, orange. Okay. Um, you got. God, I can't, I can't help. I don't want them to go out, but I think, I think Jay Briscoe probably takes a pretty horrible. See, that was actually going there. I was going to say Jay and Mark to decide to do their selfies together and Jay can just distracts Mark on a regular basis and so Mark constantly has a bad selfie and Jay stays in so uh, See, I was going Mark, the Mark distracts Jay sorry Mark uh-huh, distracts yeah. Jay it would work with either of them because they do play really good comedic they also play really good uh-huh. Bad and guy. They're, they're also, I, I mean, I, here's the, I, I think they're much fun to watch in the ring, but they're both ugly sons of bitches. Yes, they are. Um, yep. So. Yep. They, uh, they didn't get pop. Well, they didn't get Papa Briscoe's looks because, I mean, even between Pat Patterson and, and Gerald, uh, Gerald was the ugly one of the two. And they are Gerald Briscoe's boys, if I remember correctly. They are not. Oh, they're not? Nope. That's disappointing. Nope. I thought they, they were. Not. There was a Briscoe boy in TNA wrestling, but oh. it's not one of the Briscoes. Not one of them, huh? Okay. Nope. Fine. Fine. Be that way, fucking. I still think Dan Housen somehow manages to stay alive here. I don't know how, other than just talking to, like, convincing these girls as friends to be in the pictures with him. So they're like, oh, those are just pictures of our female friends. So I'm, I'm not going to eliminate Dan Housen yet. I, I really want to see him kind of make it to the end. Um, I think Dexter Loomis doesn't smile, and so he gets eliminated here. He just has this creepy look. And that's it. Yeah, that one. The one you I imagine there. There, there's a hatchet involved as well. <laughs> All right. So for the safe to the next round by, we're going to take Cole Cabana off of his safe to next round by. Um, the remaining 12 competitors are going to. Um, I don't know. What kind of game would you play after selfies? I don't know. I don't really take selfies. So I don't have a backup game. I don't really play games. <laughs> like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons. All right. For the win. Um, That's fine. A, uh, 
an oil pressing, a uh, coconut breaking contest. Got to break open a coconut. Drinks afterwards. So, okay. last four or last uh, last one. I'm sorry, the first one to get the coconut open. My, th- I'm going to nominate two, and you pick of the two. Um, I- I'm going to nominate three. You pick from those three: Biggie, John Silver, or Moose. Uh, that's for obvious reasons. They're the types of guys I can see breaking open a coconut pretty quickly. I think that this is a John Silver win because I think so I. John Silver puts his head into it, literally. I like it. John Silver safe from the next round of elimination. So the next contest. The next contest is going to be a strength contest. John Silver was safe anyways. That sucks. Oh, well. In this strength contest, um, they we're going to do it like the, do you remember the, the old big stones that they do in World's mm-hmm. Strongest Man? They got to stack them. Okay. Something like that. Smaller stuff, obviously. Um, five of them. There is a certain height that you have to get to. Swaggle goes, glad I was eliminated in the last round. But um, you got to lift the stones and put them up on something. Okay, yeah, Marco and... Stunts. <laughs> I was pretty sure that's where that was going to. Um... I think Tazawa's in trouble here. Remaining people, Big E, Austin Theory, Colt Cabana, um, John Silver can't be eliminated, but Big E, Austin Theory, Colt Cabana, Paul Heyman, Moose, Kenny Omega, Braun Breaker, Dan Housen, and Mark Briscoe. Yeah, I think being very nice and very evil does not help you lift very, very big boulders. So, Dan Housen. Dan Housen's out. Probably out. Yeah. Definitely created some entertainment for the first two weeks. And I and at this juncture, I, you know what? I'm going to leave Paul Heyman in and say that he is the advocate for what he considers the strongest man in the world. And I will, an unnamed wrestler will come out and help him. So, see, I I think he doesn't. He's not in the bottom four because I still think there's one other person that is fairly yeah. obviously in the bottom four. But, Austin Theory? No. It was towards the bottom of the list, if I remember correctly. Briscoe? No. Braun Not Breaker? Kenny Omega? Moose? Mm, no. Cole Cabana? Austin Theory? Biggie? Is that all? I thought there was one person that you t- uh, said that was going to be. Maybe maybe yeah. I didn't. Who, who, uh, no, yeah. No, I feel like it's him. I feel like it came yeah, would maybe. be, but he cheats to win. And I, th- I feel like Cole Cabana gets eliminated here. Okay. Like, like Austin Theory survives because of speed, not because of strength. 
Okay. Fair, fair. Okay. Third round in the same line of competition. Um, the safety net goes to a speed winner. And they just have a sprint on the same beach. Hundred yards. I don't think Heyman is the winner here. I'm gonna yeah. say Austin. I'm gonna say Austin Theory seems like the one that would win this, but there is room for Kenny Omega, Mark Briscoe. I I personally breakers fast. I personally would think um, that this would be a place for the ugly yet. Um, yet uh, agile Mark Briscoe to make a play. That's me. Safety net. It yeah. works. Like, it like works. he's underestimated. No one thinks he's going to be fast. But he's not a like eight-time Ring of Honor tag champion for nothing. That's true. That's true. I said eight-time, so... but I have to look to be certain. Um... So Mark Briscoe, it's the safety net. Twelve time. Twelve time. Holy shit. All right. The ladies have these gentlemen do a promo off now to eliminate the last set of three. There's going to be eight after this. The last set of three. Oh, I'm sorry. There will be four left after this. And then we have to pair up the girls. The girls and the guys. Based on how they feel about the competitions. This is going to be weird. Anyway. Um, so... They want to see promos. That guarantees Mark Briscoe a shot in the finals. I'm okay with that. So this is a promo off. Who cuts the best promo? Available are seven people. Biggie, John Silver. This has actually turned out to be really good by accident. Biggie, John Silver, Austin Theory, Paul Heyman, Moose, Kenny Omega, Braun Breaker. Of course, Mark Briscoe is cutting a promo, but cannot be eliminated. Um, I, I feel the weakest link of that is probably um, Austin Breaker. Theory, in my opinion. Ron Breaker? Okay, Ron, we'll eliminate both. I, 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 Austin Theory barely does promos. That's my thing. Like, he do, he's, he's got some charisma, but he's just not there yet for that. Ron, Ron Breaker just is too much like his dad, which is either a blessing or a curse, but. All right. So we have to eliminate two of Biggie, John Silver, Paul Heyman, Moose, and Kenny Omega. My God, is Moose going to go out to a, to a uh, promo? Possibly. Uh, I mean, you know, promos weren't always Moose's strong suit. No, but I, and Kenny Paul, Kenny Paul, and I feel like all four of those others are are like best in the world category guys. I mean, Paul Heyman is the best promo cut of all time. John Silver is really entertaining when he cuts the Johnny Hungry Hungry promos. Big E, I mean, if it was still. Biggie Langston, and it was, it was uh, uh, him as Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard. Yeah, that dude couldn't cut a promo. But now we have. I mean, the dude can clap a better promo than Moose can pull off. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Kenny Omega, who is the cleaner. Uh-huh. And again, Mark Briscoe safe to the finals. So, is Moose gone here? Yeah, I'd say Moose is gone. Here's the real question. Which one of those other four are you getting rid of? Is Kenny Omega the weakest of those four? That's I, tough. I think I think there's a way that we're still going to have to eliminate one of them, but um, I think there's a way that you can eliminate Paul Heyman on a technicality that the judges come and say because he did not complete the challenge the previous episode. Ooh. So because he was an advocate for the guy who finished the the rock carrying, now out comes the judges and they say, well, since you're an advocate for them, they should be an advocate for you here. I just think I think it can be we went to the rule books and we've determined that you're that, that you're eliminated because of that. I, that's my thing. We've seen that happen in, in similar sure. before. So. Sure, we'll go with that. I'm okay, okay with that. Which gives us a final with Mark Briscoe, Kenny Omega, John Silver, and Biggie. You are so excited to give John Silver some wonderful, beautiful woman that is definitively no hands or butts taller than him. Um, <laughs> I can tell because Sheeta being the shortest in this group is probably still taller than John Silver. <laughs> yeah. So and I and I'm not putting Sheeta with, with John Silver. That's that doesn't doesn't I I think the only no brainer here is that Mark Briscoe and Rhea Ripley are in love. See, and I was gonna put put Johnny Hungy with with Rhea Ripley just because that that's an odd couple pairing that I was I was gonna go John Silver with Rosemary because I thought that they could she could join the, the Dark Order. But mm. let's I mean, get the obvious let's get the obvious one out of the way. The king and queen of professional wrestling, one of them actual and the other one self-proclaimed. Charlotte and Kenny Omega would make beautiful babies. Can we agree I mean, on that one? Until the plastic surgery came around. <laughs> so Kenny Omega and Charlotte, congratulations on your budding relationship. Um, where do you go with where do you go with the uh Briscoe, Big Year, Silver. So, how did you have the other ones break down? Were we both landing on Kenny Omega and Charlotte? I'm fine with that. Um, see, see, you were wanting Briscoe with Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I, I like the idea. I feel like they of, both have their brutality. That, and that, and that's part of why I don't want them together. I like the idea of uh, the the oh, Japanese God. princess. And the American redneck, redneck uh, landing together, in my book. Japanese princess and the American redneck. So Mark Briscoe and Sheeta, huh? I don't that's, see it, but I'll allow it. That's the way I see because it. it's it's an odd couple pairing. And here's the deal: is I feel most of the time 
odd couples land together. So you've got John, you've got Biggie with Rosemary. That's a that's a really odd couple. Gotta keep them in line. He rocks and dies. <laughs> okay, DK going to join the new day. So go ahead and hit us um, at uh, <laughs> DA Vincent K. Fame if you think it's a terrible, <coughs> terrible, um, horrible uh, challenge because it was. It was absolutely horrible, but it was fun. And that's what I was going for. And hit at Raw and order WBU if you want to tell Smarks that Biggie and Rosemary do not belong together. And that's sick and sadistic and mean. And uh, Mark Briscoe and John Silver would both be able to um, survive Rosemary better than Biggie. I'm I'm not making that argument. They they ended up together by default because of the other pairings. That's <laughs> one date breakup. Okay, we'll move on to my challenge. Day fiance. Yes, my, please. Let's let's my, do my challenge better. is gonna be more rapid fire. So um yeah, because we said we were gonna make this a shorter show and, and we're not. Um but <laughs> I'm sorry, man, I was having fun. But so um mine's gonna be more rapid fire in honor of the fact that this week is the premiere of the new the new um excuse me, the new Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man. Oh no God, way home. Recasting. Um, I'm not doing Spider Man because I don't know because I can. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of rumors, speculation, and and more specifically, just kind of knowledge that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is leading towards a way to introduce the X Men at some point. And there's a lot of speculation that this new Spider Man movie is going to do some setting up for that potential. So we're going to cast the all-wrestler X-Men. I'm going to throw out an X-Men. I feel like we've actually done this before, but I'm okay with it. I, yeah, I, this is the way I'm going to throw out an X-Men. You throw out the wrestler, any promotion. So this, will be, this will be the most non-wrestling FBI we've ever done. Quite possibly, yes. Okay. So, starting off, Wolverine. Wolverine. I, in fact, I know we've done this because the last time I said the same person, and I'm going to say Brian Cage, this Wolverine. See, I get it, but I would do uh, I would do Johnny Hungy right now because he's closer to the height. Anyways, um, we are jumping to uh, Sabretooth. So, oh, can I recast <laughs> Wolverine? Because I feel like Brian Cage makes a better Sabretooth. Okay, so who are you casting Wolverine? I'll take your journey, Hungy. I okay. like that idea. Cyclops. Cyclops, um, Orange Cassidy. Okay. Jubilee. Jubilee. I'm going to use the Green Mist as her explosive abilities, and I'm going to say Asuka. And yes, I know Jubilee was a lot younger than that, but that's fine. Um, we are going to hit Colossus. Colossus. Um, Titan. 
I feel like that's Adam Share. Iceman. Iceman. Can I use historical? Sure. Dean Malenko. Okay. It's only fitting. You thought I was going to go with Glacier when I said that, didn't you? No, I did not. Um... <clears throat> Even though he doesn't fit Iceman's character all that well. Uh, Storm. Storm. Oof. Bianca Belair. Yes, that was racially motivated. I'll admit it. Yeah. Psylocke. So I don't. I'm not familiar with Psylocke. Help me out. She's a psychic ninja. She was played by um, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth. Uh, Doesn't matter. I can use it in, um, in movies. Um, I'm gonna go with so psychic ninja. Uh, God dang it! I just had it too. Zaylee, more on the ninja part than the psychic part. Do, do, do. Um, we are going to go with Beast. Beast. Brock Lesnar. No, he's not smart enough to be Beast. Roman Reigns. That dude seems like he's played a really manipulative role. And though Beast wasn't manipulative, it, it does give you the, the idea that he has some brains inside that bra. Okay. Um, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Tozawa. Nope. Kushida. Gambit. That one's a little tougher. Um, Sammy Callahan. Okay. Now we're going to hit a couple villains for this here movie. Of course, you can't well, have Saber Tooth is a villain. He also was a member of the X Men at one point. Really? Yeah, sure was. Okay. Um, but uh, we will also go with uh, you can't have the X Men without Magneto. So. Vince McMahon. Are you doing Mister Sinister? Uh, n- I wasn't planning on it, but if you want okay. it, Mister. No, if you were doing Mister Sinister, that's who Vince would have been. But no, Magneto okay. could be Vince. Uh, juggernaut. Juggernaut. Um, that's Braun Strowman, or that's uh, Brock Brock Lesnar. Okay. Um, Mystique. This is going to sound really cliche. Um, I Sasha Banks just seems like she would play that role really, really well. Okay. 
Um, so this is going to be a double casting. Jean Grey slash Dark Phoenix. Uh, that's Be- Becky Lynch. I think that's... Uh, tell me if you think anybody would be better. I, I think Becky Lynch is made for that, that role if you're going to cast a wrestler in it. Okay, and then, uh, this one's going to be an easy one. Sauron. Who's Sauron? He's the one who looks like a pterodactyl. When he's Luchasaurus? a dinosaur. <laughs> Just strap some wings on Luchasaurus and you're done. Okay. He'd, he'd probably be happier with that than being cast as Toad. As who? Toad. Oh, yeah. Toad, toad wasn't Toad. Toad wasn't Toad just made for that movie? Nope. No, he existed. Uh, oh, my God. Debuted in 1964. What a horrible superhero role. The movie made it worse, worse than he really was, but yeah. Um, he's not the best. But here's the deal. It's like, Luchasaurus would be like, I can't. I... Toad is an amphibian. <laughs> I am a dinosaur. <laughs> like, we're completely different species. <laughs> Okay, so, yep, quick, quick, like I said, I know we did at least some of them before, but I tried to throw in some that we didn't do last time, just to be certain, and, you know, things change. I was a little surprised that, like, Hikaru Shida didn't end up as Psylocke, because... That's who you would have Well, she's Japanese. Ninjas come from Japan. It makes more sense. Though. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Xia Li is known for her kicks and, and strikes. And, ninjas. and her kung fu, which is from China. Shut up. I don't care if it's kung fu or not. What I do care about is the fact that she's known for striking. Yeah. Not. I mean, I mean, Kyrie Sane is known there's for There's no striking. wrestler that's known for their stealth. I mean, Kyrie Sane's known for her striking. And she's also Japanese. And she's just, she kind of got saying. herself. Like, oh, shit. Kyrie same yeah. one. What the fuck? She's also known for being a fucking pirate. I mean, in a way, since you don't know Psylocke, Psylocke is... Psylocke's a fucked up sort of character. I gotta be honest with you. Uh, uh, she's one of my favorites from back when I was uh, like into comic books. I haven't really read for a long time, but Psylocke is a person in a different person's body. Are, are you are you suggesting I should have chose Nyla Rose for this? Or so, that's fucked no. up, dude. Yeah, I gotta find here. Um, so uh, she's Elizabeth Betsy Braddock, was born and raised in England uh, with her twin brother, Brian Braddock, who eventually becomes Captain Britain. Uh, okay. uh, her brother, Jamie, is also a character, but uh, not a big thing. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, Betsy becomes a pilot. She gets taken hostage by the Red Skull. Uh, and uh, she develops psychic precognitive powers. She dyes her hair purple, takes up modeling, blah, 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 all of this stuff. That's all great. Uh, but eventually, 
Betsy was kidnapped by Mojo, brainwashed, given cybernetic eyes, and as Psylocke became the star of his new show. Um, after which she moved into the X-Men's mansion to recover, um, and then eventually takes over the body of another character. Um, in a body swap, she takes over Lady Mandarin, who was a ninja. And so the Psylocke that we know is Betsy Braddock in the body of an evil ninja. Fair enough. Obviously retaining her ninja skills. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, Lady Mandarin, um, as the name suggests, was the female version of the Mandarin, which is also hinted at in the Shang-Chi movie. That just recently great movie. Out, which was a great really movie. good movie. So. I've I mean, also noticed that there are, are Twitter trolls for everything, because Shang-Chi was a very good movie, and there were Twitter trolls all over that. So, so let's let's speak a little bit about uh, Twitter um, and and Facebook, and and how I uh, this week drew the ire of Dominic Mysterio fans. Good job, bud. Both of them. Uh, there was at least three. So uh, all three of Dominic Mysterio. All, all three of them came. No, it was. Excuse me. Someone posted uh, a thing about Hook. You know, Hook had his debut match on Rampage, came out and was pretty decent, right? And someone I thought he was going to break his own arm when he did that that clothesline, though. Mm-hmm. Those little twigs d- delivering that devastating of a clothesline to Fuego. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but he was pretty darn good. So yes, but someone posted, you know. Why is everyone surprised that that Hook was good? I mean, he's Taz's son. And I said, I mean, to be fair, there have been lots of second-generation wrestlers who've been crappy. I mean, look at Dominic Mysterio. And oh, my goodness, did these people. The bad take, man. Dominic's really good. And I'm like, well, one of them posted, Dominic's like a younger Rey Mysterio. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, if you like Dominic, that's fine, right? I'm, I'm fine with that. But you are not going to tell me that Dominic is like a young Rey Mysterio. I watched young Rey Mysterio in WCW. <laughs> I watched young Rey Mysterio in, in New Japan back in the day, right? Dominic doesn't have one-tenth the talent, the ring presence, the charisma, the speed, the skill. I think if he wasn't trying to be a young Rey Mysterio, he would be an actual performer. I think I if, think if they played along the storylines of Dominic's last story, which was 16 years ago, and had Dominic say, I'm gonna perform like my real dad. I mean, you wrote the crap story 16 years ago, you may as well pay it off now. Mm-hmm. Nope, I, I agree him, and have him pretend to be Eddie. And I think if he did a lie, cheat, and steal gimmick, I think he would actually be successful with it. I think if Dominic Mysterio spent about two years down in developmental where we weren't watching him and then came out and wrestled, he might be okay. But the fact that he 
has been pushed down our throats immediately into the main event scene for as tag a team. viable as small a viable guy. option. No, he ain't it. Now, now I will go on and say he's not the only example of a no, second generation no. wrestler. Uh, there's being one uh, a million dollar son. Mm-hmm. Yep, Ted DiBiase Jr. I mean, he's good wrestler. Yeah, but again, when they ha- when they were forced to follow the gimmick of their dad, that's when we get that. Here's the deal. I don't. There's a dude who should have followed the gimmick of his dad and didn't, and that's Curtis Axel. Mm-hmm. Had he been junior perfect, I think we would have had a, a pretty good run with him. Fisherman suplex, purely technical. Absolutely. Or do we have a message or something? No, I'm. I'm bringing up a list here that I wanted to see. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Richie Steamboat had a had a son who tried to wrestle and sucked. We do have a message on. Um, yeah, no, it's just YouTube. it's just spam, but it's not okay. racist spam, so it's whatever. At least we can't tell that it is, but nobody's gone to the website yet. I'm sure it's porn. Yeah. Anyway. So, sons. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Uh, R- Richie Steamboat had a son who tried to wrestle and sucked. Um, I mean, you could argue Alberto Patron's a second generation wrestler and he sucks, but mostly it's a person. Yes. I'm still not sold on Colton Gunn yet. Garrett Bischoff. Um, uh, 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 Jerry Lawler, uh, uh, Christopher. Brian Lawler. Brian Christopher. Brian, Brian Christopher. Christopher. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not a great wrestler. Not a horrible wrestler, but not a great wrestler. <coughs> um, David Flair. Yeah, that's a. Reese looks like he may end up being pretty decent, though. I mean, he's got a few more years of, of amateur stuff. But here, here's a list from 15 years ago on the Sports Store. Top 15 worst. Not 15 years ago. Five years ago. Excuse me. Top 15 worst second-generation wrestlers of all time. Uh, Rene Dupree. Yeah. CPCO's kid or what? Um, no. Uh, Emile Dupree was wrestler and promoter back in the territory days. Um, okay. Camacho, who's the son of Meng. Really? And and did not uh, do good, although Haku's son's other son has gone on. Uh, Barry Orton, not Randy Orton. Um, 
Barry Orton. Bob Orton Jr.'s brother, Barry Orton. Randy's uncle. Sucked. Do you remember Manu? Faintly. Came in and he uh, was teamed with was it Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. Son of Afa. Uh, Scott Putzke. Now, in fairness, Ivan Putzke wasn't exactly a superstar, but but well, you there's there's definitely an Armstrong or two that could fit into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Sammartino. Well, the, in his defense, he is the son of one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamina. Legit. Natty. Uh, Wes Briscoe, who is the son of Gerald Briscoe. Gerald Briscoe, that's the one I was thinking of. Who tagged uh, with Garrett Bischoff. Yeah. Uh, Scott Hall's son whose name was da, 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 Cody Hall. Uh, we've mentioned this name before, Sean Stasiak. Again, when you're the son of somebody that great, Stan Stasiak was so hated, people literally chased him down to the hotel and tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooka's other child, Sim Snuka. We don't even know the name of for that reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Garrett Bishop. And David Flair's number one on the list. I would so, say, it, interestingly enough, do, does, do, are you aware that there's a third generation star who we all love, know, and, and think is great without a second generation star in between? I feel like I should know it, but it's not jumping to the top of my head. So, It is one Dwayne The Rock Johnson. There was not a son of Rocky Maivia. I'm sorry, of uh, High Chief Peter Maivia. That was, or a child that was the, the wrestler in between. It was a son-in-law mm-hmm. that became yep. the second generation, yep. but did not train. Peter Maivia's daughter married Rocky Johnson. Yep. And making The Rock the third generation star without a second generation star. Only by marriage. Here's a, here's a Reddit list. Second or third generation wrestlers who were awful in the ring. Uh, Eric Watts. They throw out there. Uh, Reddit's being stupid. I don't know if I have a urge to keep going on this much longer. Um, <laughs> well, we do have a game to play, and we had about 10 minutes left to the podcast. Greg Gagne, yeah. Burns Kid. Uh, uh, Lacey Von Eric wasn't particularly great. God, I thought she was all right. I mean, uh, again, compared to a Von Eric, she's not great, but I didn't think she was that bad back in her. TNA Impact Days. There's another mention of Sean Stasiak, a.k.a. Meat. (laughs) (laughs) So was it Jason Jordan? Horrible. (laughs) 
and did not return. And he and he was not horrible in the ring. He just wasn't. The thing is, not only was he not the better of those two in American Alpha, he also wasn't the one who looked the most like Kurt Angle. He was just the bald one. Yeah, he was bald, and that's about it. But <laughs> if you put Kurt Angle and Chad Gable side by side and told people this was father and son, most people would probably believe it. Yeah. Especially now, short hair, Chad Gable. I feel like I feel like they could still do that. Like they could. Hey, the test was messed up. <laughs> yeah, hey, we we realized that we'd switched the results accidentally. Um, it was it was Chad Gable that's your son. What? You'd even give him a run with Kurt coming out. <laughs> We will move on to our game. This is pick or pass. This is, always goes a lot faster when it's just the two of us here. By the way, um, side note to Chad Gable, don't ever oversell a Ray Mysterio or a Dominic Mysterio slap ever again. That was the most oversold slap I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. Did you watch the um, uh, Shawn Michaels versus uh, Hulk Hogan match? Well, okay. There was no slaps though. <laughs> so no. yes, that was everything was oversold in that. Yeah. Might so be a good one for botch along if we yeah. bring back botch along. So we're we're gonna start off here. Here's the, I I'm I'm gonna see if we can maybe build up. This is my theory, right? So we're gonna start off off in their prime, Hulk Hogan or Macho Man. And we're gonna try and build up from this. I'm gonna see. This is so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep the lesser of the two. No, you. We still play by the normal rules. I'm just gonna see if even playing by the normal rules, we can build up. So, so you want to know if we can build upward from Hulk Hogan's prime? Hulk Hogan because in I'm his prime. I'm gonna choose Macho Man in his prime. Okay. So I'm gonna give you Hulk Hogan in his prime. Kevin Nash in his prime, which is 1996-97. So uh, I'm probably going to surprise and say Hulk Hogan, if only because Hulk Hogan was still the bigger draw, regardless of wrestling skill. Sure. No, I I couldn't fault you for that. Kevin Nash was the bigger surprise and and pulled viewers over because suddenly he was there. Yeah. So we're going to keep it going. Uh, Kevin Nash or Scott Hall? Both in 96-97. Yeah. Wow. Um, there would be arguments that you don't have Kevin Nash without Scott Hall because of the sequence in which they came. But um, there was more anticipation for Scott Hall's big friend than there because we knew who it was um, than there was for uh, uh, Scott Hall's random show up. So because of the anticipation level. And the power bomb to Eric Bischoff. I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep Kevin Nash in his prime. Uh, Scott Hall in that same prime versus DD or uh, with DDP in his prime. Very close to the same era. Um, kind of wonder they kicked the shit out of WWE for the 83 weeks. Mm-hmm. We just named all the stuff reasons. I'm gonna go with Scott Hall. Um, because DDP didn't happen without Scott Hall. Yeah, or or just I don't know reasons. Um, okay. So uh, DDP or 
Scott Steiner. Ooh, Scott Steiner's prime is probably impact. I hate to say that, but Scott Steiner's singles prime is probably during impact. I'm going to keep DDP. But that's tough. That was really a tough one. Scott Steiner in his prime, Goldberg in his prime. Steiner. Really? Because of promos. I I never fell into the Goldberg hole. God, I was in the Goldberg did. hole deep. No. In 1997, never 98. Never did. So, Goldberg, Steve Austin. Oh, Steve Austin. Okay. Steve Austin, yeah. Um, especially 99, 2000. Yeah, Steve Austin. Um, Goldberg. Triple H. Triple H. I don't blame you. Goldberg. Or... I don't know. They, they faced off. Goldberg or Brock? In 2000. But it's but we're still talking Goldberg in his prime. Yeah. Goldberg in his prime. 98 versus 2002. Mm-hmm. I, I would say Brock's prime was in, was in 2014, 2015, 2016, someone there. And because Brock isn't showing up, I'm going to take Goldberg. Because we were getting Goldberg week in and week out, just destroying people. So I'm going to go with Goldberg. Um, Brock, HBK in his prime. HBK. Yeah, I don't blame you there. More draw. Way more draw. Brock or, keep the thing going, Bret Hart in his prime. Bret Hart in his prime, but... Keeping ah, that's tough because Bret Hart's prime is really 95 96, which is the worst years of WWE. Um, there are people who would argue Bret's prime was 92 93, and I think that's fine, but he got buried by by Hogan. Um, there are people who would argue Bret's prime was in 97 98 when he finally played the heel role. But I really think Brett's prime was his first title run. And so I'm going to go 95, 96. His first long title run, 95, 96. I'm still say Brett. Brock John Cena. That one's tougher than it should be. Uh, Brock in his prime. There, there's a lot of draw to Brock, and there's a lot of uh, go away heat. Yeah. Even well, even the, most prime. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is a goat. Don't get me wrong; he's yeah. he's on the Rushmore. Yeah, the Brock thing with is Brock is Brock is a ton of fun watching him throw around people. Uh, uh, he's not as good on the mic. Although I will have to say, hey buddy, how you doing? How you been? Was actually pretty good on the mic. <laughs> that was a great. He, in fact, this may be the best promo promo Brock we've ever had. Yeah, how you doing? I I'd love to take you to Canada and go hunting with you. You you know what, Brock? I've been better. 
Okay. I feel like I feel like Sammy had some some input in that promo. Yes, it, so, it fits Sammy. John Cena. Or Prime. Jeez, this is gonna. I know you're gonna pick, but uh, Prime or Truth? Ooh, that's not our Truth. Then that's Ron Killings. Might be. Um. God dang, that was really good stuff back in the day. The the problem is our truth has three different primes. Like he really he legitimately has the promo prime, which is I, I I would say hands down is little Jimmy. Like his promos during Little Jimmy and all of that stuff, fantastic. He has his in-ring prime, which is hands down Ron Killings, ECW champion. Just yeah, like lights out. If you take all of those events that because of his very long career, that it's had two, two or three different styles to it. I th- I th- I think I'm gonna take Ron Killings. Like the only era of Ron Killings I get rid of is right now because they've devalued the 24-7 championship. Like, that's not his best stuff. He's the only reason that the 24-7 championship's been reasonably valid. And K-Quick. I get rid of the K-Quick era. Ah, come on, first, man. His first... Are you kidding me? His first run in WWE? It's horrible. <laughs> but without that, he wouldn't have left and become the world's first black NWA champion. True. So, I mean, it's really sad that it waited until then, but, you know, that's beside the point. Okay. So, you took our truth correct? I, I'm taking our truth yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, little Jimmy made me, so. God, that was such a good promo set. I'm sorry. He could bring that back and everybody would be like, yep, he needs to be world champion. He just needs to be the world champion. Um. All right. <laughs> And I love the promo. Man, when I was little, I wanted to be just like John Cena. <laughs> My childhood hero, John Cena. <laughs> I They really should have done way more with that. You know, that, that whole run about two years ago, it should have entirely been R-Truth mimicking John Cena, leading up to an eventual WrestleMania match against John Cena. Probably um, for the title. I had a play with yeah. that. I don't I, I would have like I understand where people were like no like that's not legit no I think our truth could have pulled that off that's why I chose our truth I mean, yeah. it's that that good of run okay um I, I I feel like we're gonna be with Cena for a while and and I I will say that as this happens because I feel like we're gonna start going that that a theme is going to develop through this uh, of John Cena. Uh, former opponents who had great promos with him, that it's going to be tough for us not to to remind the audience 
the common thread amongst these competitors that we're probably going to have for the next three, four rounds is John Cena, and that's what makes all of them great. So I'm going to actually give you John Cena and The Rock. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to take The Rock because, you know, you can't stop. But John Cena, Roman Reigns. Again, great promos. And John Cena kicked the shit out of him in that promo, and I really thought I was going to get CM Punk there. So um, I am going to take John Cena. Um, but I would love for the John Cena Roman feud earlier this year to have been a little bit more extended so we can see this version of Roman have promos with John Cena. And I really would have loved had John Cena slipped up on a promo and Roman looking at him and saying, and they needed to do this and they didn't do it. Um, it's called the promo son. You want to beat the big dog? You're gonna to have to learn how to cut one. That that should have happened. It, it's like stupid, stupid, stupid with Randy Orton and uh, uh, Kofi. It should have happened, um, and it did with Randy Orton and Kofi. So uh, I'm gonna give you Roman and uh, an early feud of Romans. I'm gonna give you Roman and Bray Wyatt. Prime for both of them, though. Bray. It's a tough one, Bray. That was, yeah, it's tough because Bray so, has great promos, though. <laughs> Roman in his prime, Bobby Lashley, which is not necessarily that's it, WWE, impact. bro. Yeah, Bobby that's Lashley. impact. Um, I'm going to take Roman. Roman right now is 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 a tough beat, and had I, I'm not joking. Had he and Cena had had he and Cena been able to cut the promo that they should have cut, I probably would have taken Roman over Cena. Had he and Bray been able to cut promos against each other the way they should have cut it, I'm pretty sure you would have said Roman. But they've actually prevented Roman from having those those promos cut. So, uh, I'm going to take Roman, um, which means I've got who? Lashley. Lashley. Well, Lashley and um, somebody who's currently, well, recently been in his prime and probably soon will be again, one uh, Drew McIntyre. Tough one, but I'm taking Lashley. Really? Drew McIntyre. And, or Finn Balor. Side note, Drew McIntyre's prime was Scottish psychopath. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and his second best was his title run. Uh, but they wanted him to be a babyface too much. He should have still been Scottish psychopath. Um, I'm going to take Finn Balor. Reluctantly, Drew McIntyre in his prime, Hangman Adam Page in his prime, which is obviously right now. <coughs> um, 
I'm going to go out on a limb and take Hangman Adam Page because I feel like his prime is still coming. He's at the start I, I of his agree. prime. I, yeah, um, I, I would agree that it's just but, starting. But it's tough. Uh, so Drew McIntyre or Sheamus in his prime? Oh, that's Drew, but Sheamus in his prime is much better than any of us give him credit for. Agreed. I mean, mind you, he put on banger matches, four-star matches between him and Triple H. Now, I I understand that most people would say that Sheamus Triple H four-star match is kind of an oxymoron, but you watch some of those matches. Those were solid. So I, I, I will give you – I'm taking Drew, but that's only because I like him better. <laughs> that's really it. Um, Sheamus <laughs> in his prime. Also, Sheamus's prime was during the bar, which is unfortunate. At least in ring. Mm-hmm. Sheamus, um, Adam Cole, baby. Sheamus in his prime, facing Triple H. Still gonna go with Adam Cole, baby. Kind of for the same uh, Hangman Page. Just like him better. Well, no, I I feel like. I feel like his prime's still on his way. I feel like WWE never truly gave him the chance to go. We're going to go two more full rounds here. Okay. Um, just for time's sake. So, uh, Shay's in his prime. Or Jeff Hardy in his prime. Ooh. What would you... When, when do you define Jeff Hardy's prime? Oh geez, that's that's entirely subjective because there's there's a lot of times that people could could say. I mean, I would argue his uh, uh, WWE title run. Um, I I would argue that his prime was the Undertaker. You didn't break me. That could be an argument there. Me, some people would put put his prime in TNA, but some would some would say yeah, it was uh, pre Willow. Mm-hmm. Um, immortal before yep. before he should have drunk. Yes, before that. His world title run yeah. prior to that. Um, so I'm going to get a little bit insensitive here, and I'm going to say that the problem with anything Jeff Hardy's prime is that there is a fear that was the same fear that WWE had that may or may not have been justified. We still don't know Mm -hmm. Um, a week and a half ago. And so I'm going to go ahead and say Seamus, but reluctantly Jeff Hardy in his prime, CM Punk in his prime. CM Punk, hands down. Yeah, Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, Jeff Hardy in his prime, Matt Hardy in his prime. I really wasn't watching Impact during Matt Hardy's prime. Um, and Broken Matt Hardy is just one of his many gimmicks. And it got over small scale, but it didn't work big scale. Jeff Hardy. I think there's more upside there than there was with Matt Hardy as broken Matt Hardy. 
Uh, Matt Hardy in his prime. Edge. Well, um... No, I'm going to change that. Christian. Christian? I don't think it's changing my answer. The uh, the official answer to who the odd man out uh, this week in pick or pass is going to be Matt Hardy because I'd be taking Christian. In his prime. Really? Mm-hmm. But Broken Matt Hardy still, I mean... It's the, right here's the deal. Broken the Matt whole, Hardy doesn't exist. Impact does not exist today. Yeah, they were the whole the goal of this was to it. try to stop it from devolving, and I think we did. Well, the facts are, yeah, I mean, there's an organization that owes its existence to Matt Hardy right now. Mm-hmm. They would be defunct. They would have they would have gone the way of ROH long before yeah. ROH did. And I, I will say this. I think the broken Matt Hardy would have worked on a bigger scale if they would have been able to have done it on the bigger scale properly. Here, here's yes. the problem. WWE didn't have the rights to it until – They'd already kind of committed to the the woken Matt Hardy gimmick, uh, which didn't work quite so well. And then uh, AEW tried the broken Matt Hardy gimmick, uh, but unfortunately, there's this this global pandemic going on that stopped crowds from being there, and I think that really hurt it. I think if broken Matt Hardy had debuted in front of crowds, it would have been a different game altogether. But on that note, we are going to close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Um, if you joined us for the live stream, thank you. If you uh, did not or are watching us on one of the replays or listening to us on the podcast platform audio, uh, also thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this. It's the best way to support us. It's the free way to support us. Liking it, subscribing to it so you get notified, and then sharing it so your friends see it. So sending out a tweet or a Facebook post or a TikTok saying, hey, you guys got to listen to this this podcast that's the best way to support us on this thing you can also support us by leaving a five-star review on your podcast platform like apple podcast give us five stars just like the number of stars you're going to give your vacation if you ever make it to beautiful turks and caicos hashtag not sponsored hashtag still not sponsored um one vacation and you'll be on all of these wait you're kind of you're already on already fuck (laughs) uh on that note, though, uh, you can follow us on all the social medias. I am on pretty much all of them at Raw and Order WBU. But if Except. you're trying to find us on Facebook, you search for at Pissant Podcast and we pop up right there. Uh, you can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K. Fabe. And that is only on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, and rarely uh, used. You can follow JLB at whatever the fuck he says. I'm not going to give him free. You can also support us by purchasing merch like the Pissant Podcast hat, the Sasha Bear shirt. Uh, sad news, though. Cool, sad news. We can no longer get the Sasha Bear bear. No more bears? No more bears. That was a limited run, huh? Apparently. I feel like I should have ordered a Shasha Bear Bear. I I was frustrated too. So, But you can also get cool things like the autograph shirt that's behind me there. So when you go to your next wrestling show and you want to get a bunch of autographs, on it's a great keepsake there. Um, Or a bunch of other stuff on there. So you can head to uh, rawandorderwbu.myspreadshop.com and check out the stuff there. All of the links are going to be in the doobly-doos to this podcast. So you can check it out there. Um, all there, but on that note, we are going to close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. 
Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Least wrestling wrestling podcast ever.